can't fucking see fucking shit. I can't fucking smell fucking shit. On the menu, we got OG rappers and why they so bitter. We're gonna talk about the goddamn coronavirus and why it feels like we're in a twilight zone. And for drinks, we're gonna talk about what does it feel like to have your arm in a cast and have to wipe your ass with one hand and it's not your strong one. Right here on the Run Your Mouth Podcast. Welcome to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I'm your host, Mad Marlin, a.k.a. Mr. Run Your Motherfucking Mouth. And we fucking here. Hold up. Can't forget about my co-host, Teddy Vader. He don't say shit. He just chill. So... You see the title? Email me your thoughts. Run your mouth, Casey at gmail.com. The topic today OG rappers, the coronavirus twilight zone, and what it actually feels like to have one arm and still have to wipe your ass. Nobody warned me. So let's get right into it. OG rappers. Now, this is a topic that I've always wanted to talk about, whether it be on a podcast, in a song, on a platform, whatever. I just feel it really needs to be addressed because the gap between the OGs and the young cats need to be bridged until it is bridged. Hip hop can never really be taken back back to where it really needs to be. And I don't care what genre, it's just something that's missing. And what's missing is that bridge between the OGs and the young cats. And let me just say, hey, I'm not gonna cut no slack on myself. You know, I'm partially the blunt. I'm partially, I'm personally partial, part, (laughs) money making Marweather in this bitch. (laughs) I'm partially to blame. I'll take my responsibility, you know, because it took a long time for me to accept the title of being. Ooh, ooh, we'll talk about that later. Me, my fucking pills, my pills, that shit. You know, I'm partially to blame because when the new wave showed up on my doorstep, I was like, I'm not having it. Hey, I'm a 90s nigga, born and raised. This is what my soul is based upon. This is all I want to listen to. This is the only way music going to sound, the production of it, everything. 90s, early 2000s. So when the new wave showed up, I wasn't feeling it. And, you know, and just for one example, when um, let's just talk about like technology, you know, you know, I grew up making beats on I learned how to make beats on a keyboard and a drum machine and like you like where you had to play the beat, you know, and then I learned how to sample, how to take loops, you know, and then technology showed up at my doorstep and was like, yo, 
All you got to do is just click some buttons and move a mouse over here. You don't even have to play shit. And bam, you can have a hard-ass beat. So that was like one way. I was like, damn, this shit is crazy. You know, you know, beat-making programs showed up. Even DJ program, you know, pro, everything started going high-tech. And I fucking hated every aspect of it. You know, another example is um downloads. As a music, as a as an artist, and you know I'm an artist. I'm sensitive about my shit. Definitely sensitive about my shit. You know, if there's any artists out there, if you're watching this, shoot me an email, man, your name, and let me know what you think about these topics. Yo, so, you know, downloads. When a download game kicked in, I was like the fuck i mean like i'm just like what the fuck How, i'm gonna go to the studio i'm gonna record i'm gonna um you know i'm gonna write i'm, I'm gonna do this song make this beats got my rhymes got my beats we about to go in the booth we about to spit that shit so we about to drop that hot shit you know and then we about to put all that to an mp3 and you know everybody know about you know you know, if you know about the technologies of shrinking shit down and losing quality. And I was like, what the fuck is an MP3? What the fuck is a download? You want me to put a download? 99 cent? I hated every aspect of fucking technology showing up at the doorstep of hip hop. Like, hey, I'm here to level out the playing field. I'm here to make shit easier for everybody. Um... Even promotion, you know, I remember the first time an artist came up to me and said, yo, you mad Marlon? I was like, yeah, I'm mad Marlon. He was like, what's your email so I can shoot you an MP3 of my new song? I was like, an MP3? I was like, well, I was like, I was like, you got a CD? You got a CD? He was like, no, I ain't got no CDs, OG. I got the MP3. And I, I didn't speak the language. It's like he was speaking a whole nother language. I didn't just, I didn't speak the language. I just, I couldn't get with it. And that's another aspect of, you know, a OG, like, not want to accept this new wave shit, you know, no matter what aspect it in, no matter whether it's, you know, like technology, you like downloads, like even making beats, like even like, you know, um, um, even like, like beat making, like, you know, when you, when I mean, you know, we used to make beats and you used to have to play your beat all the way out and you used to have to play all this shit. And then technology came in and said, well, you can just push a button and the beat just loops and it plays and push another button and it loops and it plays. And the recording process is one aspect of technology coming into the game. And me saying like, okay, well, this is one aspect of it. I can like, you know, I, okay. So example, we used to record Go in the booth, record our hooks. Like we had to record the hook three times. You four maybe before the first verse, after the first verse, after the second verse, after the third verse. And then one day an engineer was like, stop, hold on. 
He was like, go ahead and stack it right now. I was like, okay. I stacked my hook. He was like, that's it. He's like, I'm going to copy and paste it. We got Pro Tools now. Again. He was speaking another fucking language. I didn't even, I was like, and I was like, okay. Played the song back. Bam, the hook was there. I mean, that's one aspect of technology that I pouted, didn't really pout about because I felt like, okay, this was to my benefit. You know, I mean, and you know, we just, the topic is OG rappers and I'm using myself as an example to say, you know, was I bitter? I mean, fuck yeah, I was bitter. I was bitter when I found out new school rappers can basically start recording videos on their Phone. They can just record a video now. Like, well, you I remember back in the day, man, we used to have to find a film, a video director. Probably had to pay this nigga a thousand, fifteen hundred. You know, you know, these high ass fucking prices. And now in 2020. Whew, I got fucking headache. But you know, I just like I'm breaking this shit down, y'all, about OG rappers and how we either have to evolve with the times or we fall behind because eventually like all this shit that i'm naming out eventually i had to kind of like give it in like even when you want to come to like dress codes spare me i fought it and i fought it and I fought it. And I fought it and I fought it and I fought it. Then eventually I bought me a pair of joggers. Now when the skinny jeans first hit the scene, and let me just speak on my behalf. Let me just speak on my experiences because I can only speak from my point of view. And my lips got feet. So I'm going to run my mouth. I think it was like 2009, bro, when I first, like, I think the jerk, the new boys, I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. You know, when that shit first dropped, I was like, okay. I mean, okay. Eventually, I knew, like, the younger generation was coming up next. You know, you can't doubt that. You know they coming. But I was like, okay, I'm not tripping on this. I think Jay-Z had dropped, you know, the death of auto-tunes. I'm like, yeah, big homie about to kill that whole movement. And that movement did not die. <laughs> that movement fucking flourished. Teddy, you good? He don't say shit. He just chill. So, skinny jeans. I mean, you know, the dress code, but I mean, I'm just going to say this. The dress code switched up. I mean, you know, you got the young thug coming in with his thing. You know, you got Kanye, Lil Wayne. You know, y'all drop y'all comments 
in the box and let me know. I mean, I'm only speaking from my perspective. You got to understand how long I've been on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? I'm AKA my age and what I'm seeing on my timeline. But drop your comments in box and let me know what y'all think. If the OGs out there watching this, let me know, homie, what y'all think about, you know, what year it was you saw, looked up and said, God damn, nigga, the new wave coming. The dress code, I was just like, ah. I was like, I'm not feeling it, bro. And I didn't even want to be no bitter OG. Like, nobody wants to be a bitter OG, bro. But I was just like, I'm not feeling it. You know, then they tried to be like, yo, some of the young cats tried to be like, well, what about Andre 3000? I was like, bro, that's... Uh, hold on, let me see. See, I got one. Uh, cut. Cut the camera. So, you know, let me just say this. Let me, uh, let me, let me... Let me just say this, because I don't want to spend too much time on the dress code, you know, because it is what it is. I think Kendrick Lamar was the first rapper for me where I said, I fuck, I don't give a fuck what these new niggas wearing. Shit, this nigga hard. He hard. Uh, to pimp a butterfly, my plea getting open, my tree get fight, nigga. We gonna be all right, nigga. I was like, fuck it, you know. And I just like, I remember, you know, 2018, I think I bought my first pair of joggers, and I just looked at them like, and I got my girl right here, you know what I mean? She fine in them all. And she was just like, try them on, try them on. And I put them on, and I was just like, okay, I mean, they ain't all hugging all up on my nuts and shit. Because I don't want my nuts all hugged up like that, you know? I'm just speaking from my OJ perspective. Now, I mean, now, like right now, 2020. They, now I, I, I done my research and I figured out they got all kind of different, you know, cut, boot cut, slim cut, thin cut, tight all around your nut cut, hugged all up in your butt cut, ass crack showing cut. To each his own. Now let's talk about, you know, another thing, you know, you try to say about the OGs, you know, about the young cats, you know. You know, you know, y'all Takashi Six Nines and all y'all like flossing on the gram and all that. Like, man, I just it's just so much controversy and bloodshed around it. I ain't even I don't know if I even want to get into it. But all I do know is back in the day, you know, back in the day when I was coming up, um, you know, they used to call you a tattletale when back in the projects, back deep down in the hoods and the cracks and crevices of the black damn African communities. <laughs> the Marlon Mayweather, money making Marweather up here again with them wrong words back in the African American communicals. <laughs> back in the African American communities. <laughs> Money making Marweather. Get the fuck out of here. So, you know, back in the African American communities, they call you a tattletale. Now, you didn't want to get labeled no tattletale. So, that's all I'm going to say about that, you know. And, you know, just being an OG, you know, 
You know, I didn't even want to accept it. Like, I remember the first time a younger cat walked up to me and was like, yo, big bro, OG, mad more, nigga. I looked at that nigga like, nigga, nigga, I ain't no OG. I'm out here lit, homie. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, and you know, and this is a true, this is a true incident. And I remember, you know, I, I got a real good memory, right? And this is a true incident. And if this if this young rapper, if he watched this, he'll probably be like, yeah, I remember that. So, and, um, but I'm trying to tell this story kind of in the timeline of it because uh, one of my homies that was with me, he had pulled me to the side after the fact, after me and this little young rapper, you know, we kind of went back and forth on a little on a cool level. But, you know, my homie told me, he's like, bro, you know, you can't, you can't, you got to accept it, nigga. nigga. Ooh, elbows is ashy, boy. I'm going to have to cut that part out. Uh, cause you know, I got one arm and shit. I can't really put lotion on me. You know? But anyway, you know, uh, he said, you got to accept it, bro. If these young cats looking up at you like an OG, you got to embrace that shit. So, you know, now in 2020, I embrace and I support all the younger cats from the Kansas city area. Cause that's, you know, that's where we base, you know what I'm saying? I'm planet earth. And that's just what it is. But I fought it and I fought it and I fought it for a long time. And now here I am playing catch up. You know, a real nigga stand up and say real shit. That's right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast. We like to stand up and say real shit. Especially when your lips got feet. You know what I mean? You know, so and I'm just breaking it down about, you know, the OGs, you know, and I, you know, we got a lot of OG rappers that, you know, here in the our area on our soil and i'm gonna just try to go off the head real quick you know take this time and pay my homage to all the og rappers that i grew up on from the local scene and i made name some on the national but let's just like let's just break it down right here you know definitely i remember in 1993 I'm going to tell a story real quick right here live on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Y'all make sure y'all listen up. True story. 1993, me and my bro, Mad Man, um, we was on the west end of Wyandotte, 5-7 block. Um, and we was with the big homie, uh, Lamont, 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 uh, Melvin, Lamont, yeah, I can't remember the homie name, big cat. Homie with the perm, he was from the A16, though, but he was posted up. He stayed across the street with the big triple OG homie, Emmanuel. Me and my bro, Emmanuel, if you see this, shout out, you know. And, uh, we was on that water garter. We was on that piss. Ew, we was on that piss, bro. Anybody from the African-American commodities or the communities know what that piss is. All right, y'all know what that piss is. So, um, and, um, the homie popped in this tape called Rich the Factor. I think it was Pole Position. Man, it was like 93. And I was just, I just remember like him saying, this is somebody from Kansas City. He was like, he from Missouri. You know, we was in Kansas. The story I'm talking about taking place in Kansas. And we was riding around and we was driving and we was blew out of our minds. And I just remember it in the back of my mind, like, wow, it's, you can be a rapper. You can be a rapper and be from Kansas City. So actually, you know, 
And at the time, simultaneously, I also got a cousin by the name of Rick Hart. And this all happened in 1993. He's coming through. He's making tapes. He's selling them out the trunk of his car. He got a gold caddy. He got four five holes and four five Cadillacs slamming four five doors. He pushing his tapes like it's dope. This is 1993. I'm like, beep, 10 years old. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, this is, this is the ODs with the OGs. Like, these is OGs to me. Like, Rich the Factor, um, my cousin, Rick Hart. Rick Hart took me to a, a talent show. We did a show in Swope Park at a uh, Loose Park and uh Tech Nine was there with Nut House, Hobo Tone was there. We did one shit with seven mile like shit got niggas came through with the lock a lock a lock a lock like this is ninety-three like and this is me. I was a little bitty young cat. I didn't think in a thousand years that I would end up being an OG and bam we got more younger cats. You know what I'm saying? I'm just Going off the head, you know, around this time, 94, 95, you know, I'm starting to hearing about the heavyweights, Arsenal, you know, your J Lees. You know, this is like, man, I'm talking 93, 90s early. These are the golden years of the Kansas City. And this is just coming from my eyes, the eyes of Mad Marley. Right here on the Run Your Mouth podcast. So, you know. This is the Kansas City history, you know, being told from my eyes, you know. You know, I'm still thinking, like, I remember the first time, 1995, 96, 96, 97, I was a part of a group called The Weirdo. We was young cats. But we was amongst the local OGs at that time. I remember performing in Swole Park and Seven Miles. Like these was the old, these was the real niggas, the hood niggas from Missouri. Like they was like out front, like right there. I'm going back. I'm going off track, but you know, fast forward 20 years later, bro. Now I'm the OG. Now younger cats walk up, come to me and be like, yo, what's up? Oh. Gee, they want to know advice. They want to know things. And I feel like the gap between young cats and OGs is fucked up. You know, I can personally say, you know, for a long time, I was really bitter at the, excuse me, the new wave. Like, I mean, who wouldn't be? That shit came into this motherfucker and took over like that shit fucking came in and took over like a motherfucking niggas take over goddamn corner on block from the wire or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me this shit. This our corner now. Like, yo. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netzer. 